What's going on, everybody? We are back for another episode of the ABJ podcast. It's going to be episode 41. I know the graphics of the last couple of weeks have been messed up. They're off by one number. Uh, you guys can figure out why. No, I'll tell you exactly why. Uh, I, I have a notebook where I write everything down, and I wrote someone's name in the wrong column and then messed all the numbers up by one. So that's what happened, and they were already done, so they stayed that way. Um, <laughs> so, um, But listen, we have a lot of gr- uh, great interview coming up here today with Nathaniel Cunningham. We'll talk to him in a moment. Let's get the housekeeping out of the way. But before we do, I just want to let you guys know, uh, Mary Elizabeth's interview was going to be Thursday. She had some engagements coming. I actually thought I was losing the interview. I was bummed because that's you know I have to talk to the queen. But uh, we moved that to Wednesday, so we're gonna have another episode for you guys tomorrow. Uh, and then when everything was uh, going crazy and I was trying to scramble to find a fill-in for Thursday, um, I came across a very, very, very cool, talented person at ha- High Tension Wrestling uh, the weekend of that show, and. Uh, met harleen lopez so she will be on the show thursday so we have three episodes in one week for you guys really really excited to talk to everybody and get these stories out um we just hit 700 plays on the audio side of things which is absolutely insane to me you guys have been so supportive and doing cool things the numbers have been doing great over there so if you are listening to the video of this uh, and you want something to listen to in your car you can check it out on spotify apple Podcasts, google everywhere um for the, those podcasts also there is an ad read in the very beginning um now we're getting paid i get a couple cents per podcast if you guys listen to the audio side things uh please leave reviews i i can see the reviews and I, i'd love to read those reviews off and uh give you guys that little engagement especially on spotify you it has a little what did you what did you think of this episode deal uh links are below for merchandise uh there is a new shirt out the abj duct tape shirts out and also the brand new uh iced tea and chocolate milk ones you can tell clearly where they spoofed of uh but if you're from the 570 you know um but i'm very very proud of those there there's more skook 570 inspired logos coming very soon um but speaking of skook and 570 our sponsor Elevation 1470. Uh, elevate your style with Frackville's brand, Elevation 1470. Elevation 1470 is reinventing the style by bringing traditional and nostalgic apparel to Frackville and the surrounding areas of School County, Pennsylvania. They pride themselves on hometown heritage and community. Elevation 1470 is where the trail begins. You can find them at www.elevation1470.com to find the latest traditional nostalgic styles in School County, Pennsylvania. And I believe you have a couple days left if you want to use discount code, discount code i love abj for 15 percent off your order for the month of march um so yeah go show those guys some support also huge huge thank you to high tension wrestling um there's another place you can find the abj podcast uh they made a playlist for me uh on their page uh so facebook youtube has this new feature now where you can share other people's content on your page to give them exposure and uh they did that for me so there are some of the high tension talent or people have worked high tension um their interviews are now featured on that uh, youtube page which is really really cool and helping get some new eyes on the product uh so so huge thank you to those guys as well and more times every time that we feature a high tension wrestler we are going to put the high tension watermark um below and if uh if you're a promotion and you want your talent to be featured the same way we do the same thing if uh, you know i mean if uh, let me know send me a, a jpeg of your thing and we can uh we can pop it up on the screen and make it look nice and pretty and fancy uh links for myself for merch and support are all below if you want to join patreon or all that fun things uh, also uh check out the links for adina and philly mike still you know coming through the recovery philly mike's completely off a of brace has full range of motion uh his physical therapist that he's killing it adina I, I believe is doing the same route so that recovery for both of them is doing really well which is exciting uh so that's pretty much it for the housekeeping but uh let's get this podcast started but without further ado let me bring in my guest uh i love this kid to death he's part of that he's hard that, that this new group coming up there I, I i just watched the new um uh, uh what the hell movie was it scream where they were the they had their like a crew name i don't know what their crew name is maybe we'll find one out in this podcast but let's bring him in nathaniel cunningham thanks what's up, bud? what's up thanks for having me no problem what what, what, what let's, let's name your crew here what is your crew's name like your your, your little uh I don't, I don't the high ground crew that's what i've been calling you guys but uh i love how you guys stick together and you guys are this little family and you, you're such a good support system for one another but uh yeah super super excited for you guys and what you guys are bringing to the table yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, our group is awesome. And we are essentially looked as the high ground kids now. But I mean, that the company doesn't solidify us. 
So mm-hmm. we uh we're our own person and yeah, because you, you guys have been carrying over since you guys got in the broken from backbreakers on. You know what I mean? That's why I said yeah. I it, I don't want to lump you into it like a promotion name. Like I like that you know like the full horseman, but there's like what five five or six years. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, there's a ton. Like yeah. and we we travel everywhere together. Triple WA, um, PCWA, wherever one is booked, we all go. Whether yeah. we have spots or not, because we just have to enjoy the time on the road. That's it. Like, yeah. yeah, driving driving with people is really cool. Uh, me and Pete, uh, me and him have had amazing bonding experiences. Uh, me and uh, Mike and Sierra, uh, Riley have had <laughs> the same thing. Uh, this is why I don't like learning real names. Uh, <laughs> but have uh, had amazing experiences as well. Those those moments behind the wheel and driving to shows is is irreplaceable and that's where you're gonna that's where that's where you're gonna build those bonds and friendships but um well let's let's dive into it man uh speaking of your crew and your training how how did you uh get involved in professional wrestling and how did you land your first school so i got involved young like most people did um i used to go watch my godfather wrestle and he wrestled that place like triple wa um he wrestled the mcadoo i'm not sure what promotion was out there uh he went under the night prowler so going to see him as a kid really kind of inspired me and like I wanted to do it. And then I got into like into WWE and that really broadened my horizons. And I always wanted to do it since I was a kid. And once I turned 19, I was like, I'm going to do it. So my godfather actually set me up with Justin Glory and he told me where the school was. And I came down and talked to him. And next thing I knew, I was signed up. Yeah, and remember how I said earlier how your group of kids is like I, I love every single one of them and they're all dope and they're all amazing. Uh, all except this piece of garbage. Ricky Price says, "Oh God, not these two. What <laughs> an absolute dirtball that guy is. He Jesus. really is. He is. I agree. He, I know for a fact he's a giant ABJ fan because he's in every stream. He wants to hear his voice. He wants me to say his name. Uh, unfortunately, he's going to be on the podcast in a few weeks. Uh, I can't." The things I do for businesses and for, for <laughs> promotions and for my friends, you know, I got a, I had, I had to book, book this trash human being. But anyway, let's get back well, to your interview. I don't want to give too told, much time. He even told me he collects your stickers. So. He does. He does. Yeah, he does. He puts, he puts them on his back. It shows. I don't know why he does. That. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So uh, now, how long did he wrestle? My Godfather. Oh, yeah. I think it was ten to twelve years. I want to say. I want to say it was a lengthy time. I know he uh, got injured and that kind of like solidified that he was done for him. I think it was, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was a shoulder. I think it separated and he mm-hmm. was just done ever since. And then he got into some really bad car accidents. And ever since then, like he still comes to my shows, watches me as much as he can. But as far as the wrestling side, it just ended kind of sad for him, which yeah. is unfortunate. What, what age did you jump right into training? Like as soon as you were able to? Well, I was, my plan was once I turned 18, come down to school, sign up. But then no one in my family thought it was a good idea because I was a kid that didn't like pain. I only played baseball, a little football, but like solely baseball. So like they tried to push me against wrestling and say like, you know, it might not be for you. You know, you can get hurt, like really bad stuff and scenarios. So I kind of, that held me off for a year. But once I turned 19, I was just like, I'm just going to do it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. Now, what, what, were were some of those critiques that were given to you true? Did you struggle with, you know, aches and pains and stuff like that? Oh, absolutely. Especially in the beginning. I did yeah. not think wrestling was going to be as hard as it was. And it really turned my head on, like, how this business is. Yeah. What do you think it toughened you up here? Do you like, like what, what do you think separated you from, from changing that demeanor mentally of like, okay, I can take these bumps. I can take these, you know, this, this these situations and, and, and move forward. Oh, um, I definitely, Justin Glory helped me a lot through, um, talking to me when I was down. Uh, cause I did struggle with some things like everyone else. I struggled with rope running. Um, taking beagles suplexes because i was just in my head constantly so after i got over little hurdles with his guidance it really truly helped me yeah yeah vince torres in the chat says those first few months are tough i i listen it's it's i i can't really compare it because i never really have done wrestling um but it's just like when you when you sign up for uh um 
football and you're doing those three days and essentially those three days and sometimes four days, it's like two, three weeks long and they're just there to kill you. And they're yeah. there to see what you can do. And they're, they're there to mentally see if you want this or you don't want this. And then it's, that's essentially what they do to you in professional wrestling. Um, but it's it's awesome that, once again, just kind of singing his praises of glory, of saying, like, as someone who could just be easily be like, eh, kid didn't make it. He's tiny. He's scrawny. He's little. He's this. He, he sat with you and, 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 and helped you through that mental aspect. And that I think that's super dope. And that's why I think, like, with your crew and, and helping each other and then knowing that uh, how, how much a support system is important in professional wrestling or anything you do, uh, especially in an industry where the older school generation didn't really have or utilize that support system. And you guys are kind of changing that uh, MO, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. And if I didn't have my group of friends and my support system, I don't know how long I would have lasted without them essentially, because, you know, we pick each other up as much as we can when we're down and the good times are really good and the bad times really, really suck. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now you said growing up, you watch your, your and, and uncle and WWE and stuff. Who are some people when you watch that you would say now that you go back state tape study wise, now that you're in the business, you've learned, you know, behind the curtain a little bit, who are some people you study to better yourself or maybe uh, pick and learn stuff from? Definitely Triple H, Shawn Michaels, um, I watched a little bit of, uh, Kevin Owens actually, cause He's I just favorite. like it. He's yeah. I, I just like his style and Jeff Hardy, a hundred percent. I just watched, uh, on TikTok. Someone took like all, I, I didn't actually know where, where, I don't know where this full thing is posted. I have to go seek it out, but essentially people were backstage filming the Kevin Owens, uh, stone cold night one spot. And essentially just like following Kevin, he's like, they're like, where's Austin? He goes, he's somewhere pacing around like a pit bull. And then Kevin's <laughs> like, in, he's in gorilla and triple H is like, you, this is, this is, this is, this is your moment. Like go out and have fun. And you can tell Kevin Owens in the zone. And he's like, thank you so much. And I thought he's going to start crying before he hit the curtain. Cause triple H was kind of giving him that talk that he should have gave him after before. Like, <laughs> this is it. You wanted this. This is what you wanted to do. And he's like, this is your childhood dream. This is your childhood hero. And he's coming back for you. Like, and Kevin's like, I know, I know. And then he hits the curtain, <laughs> goes out and does what he's supposed to do. And it was cool because um, I didn't know this was, obviously you don't see this on cameras, but essentially the entire locker rooms cleared out. And if they weren't in gorilla, cause they had people like they had a camera in gorilla of like Seth Rollins laughing and like, this is so cool. Like, and everyone reacting a stone cold, taking the bumps and stuff. But the whole locker room was outside st on the side stages watching Kevin Owens, Kev, it was just a cool moment. I, I just, well, those reasons there, like, I love professional wrestling. Those behind-the-scene things that a lot of people don't experience or know about. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I love that so much. It is Mania Week, too. Are you excited? I am, actually. I am. What, I what? miss night one, but. Yeah, I'm probably going. I'm going to as well. I have a booking I'm going to go to. Uh, or, no, I won't miss night one. I'll miss, so, night one for me is Friday because it's all the GCW stuff, but I won't miss night one or night two. Uh, is there a match or something, anything this weekend that you're really looking forward to? Roman and Cody. Roman Cody. hundred percent. If Kevin wins the tag team titles, he's held a world title, a uh, universe. Uh, he has, has held a world title, a IC, a US and now a tag. So he, will, Oh wow. He will complete his, well, he's, he's missing one of the world titles, but I feel like if you had one, it counts as a world title. No, I agree. I hundred percent yeah. agree. Yeah, I'm pumped. Uh, sorry, sidetrack. No. <laughs> we take a lot of side quests on this podcast. But yeah. uh, so when you uh, when you're doing this, this you know your your schooling and stuff. How long did it take you before you went from training to stepping in for your first match? Um, I know from my training point to the six month period, I started roughing. So I want to say a little under a year. I was scheduling my debut against Air Roxas, and then COVID happened. So then I ended up waiting three months and Chris Banks, oddly enough, a uh, great guy helped me a lot. Um, he texted me and said, Hey, do you want to debut at Eclipse? And I kind of texted glory and I asked him for his permission and he said, you're ready. So yeah, I'll give you the thumbs up. You can go. So I had my unofficial official debut at Eclipse against Chris, but then when COVID ended, I came back home to backbreakers and debuted against Aaron Roxas. Yeah. Now, when you first debuted, you weren't Nathaniel Cunningham, correct? Correct. I was Roberto Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> How did this character come about? So we were getting ready for my debut and we we're talking characters. 
and glory kind of just said what do you want to do and i had no idea at all and chris was working out with me a little bit and he's like well you're a small guy you're uh you know you can do all this flippy stuff why don't you just try to mix a little lucha in like i know how to do lucha i'll teach you so i started learning the style and i actually fell in love with it so i was like all right i'm just gonna be a full-on luchador and it kind of all happened too quick but then when it happened and it kept happening and i kept running with that character it came to a point where like i felt so closed off i really couldn't talk i really couldn't be me because or... you were essentially a Spanish luchador who yep. wasn't Spanish. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't want it to come off bad or anything. So I was like, you know what? We got to change this quick. <laughs> um, I remember. Uh, it's funny. I didn't. I wasn't aware of this until later. Because once again, like backbreakers, I didn't have backstage access. And, and, and that's why I kind of really liked backbreakers for a while there. We would come and film interviews because uh, I wasn't privy to a lot of talent. And it was like a new area of talent of people I didn't really know. And we interviewed you when yep. you won your first title yeah. and you were still very new to your career and i remember interviewing you and talking to you and then a couple months later like oh yeah he's losing his mask and i was like oh that's him i didn't know <laughs> i had no idea of the the transition between you and the mask and stuff and i just remember uh i was there for your first title win and then we were there i was there when you lost your mask yes yeah yes. And I think when I won the title, I think it was only my second or third match against Travis Dorian. Oh, my God. Donnie was going to be in a mask, too. Yeah. Yeah, we were actually going to do uh, – he was going to be Tank the Unicorn. And I was going <laughs> to be Grappy the Mantis. It was going to be a comedy tag team gimmick, and we were just going to roll with it. And then we came up with Nathaniel Cunningham, and he shot for Donnie Bambino, and we just happened to be the bad fellas. Sorry. Run in here. Heidi, run in. <laughs> um yeah uh now he's now he went now he's doing this whole new thing where he's not even an italian mob anymore he just he's a he's a really good boulder yeah and i uh cut back on the flamboyancy side of things because you know after a while it's great you know to be that arrogant cocky pretty boy so to say but like i'm just really honing in to like change my style a little bit to match his and i think that's what makes us a unique tag team at this point i i i totally agree i i this is the one and i talked to you about this too the only critique i had of of your character was <laughs> i'm not a bowler <laughs> um was was you you had a a, a character who was very similar to somebody else that kind of came out of your school and i was like man i wish like you would like, and it was eventually going to happen. I'm glad you're kind of coming to and being like, all right, I can find another niche here. Like you're kind of changing it up a little bit. I think it's going to benefit you more. I think you're going to st step up and become your own thing now. You know what I mean? And really, yeah. really find yourself. So I, so I, I, I think it'd be kind of cool to see you maybe like that, like underlung of like the, 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 for the, the, the mob boss or whatever it may be. I think, I think you guys as like Italian goons would be really funny. And it's a gimmick that never gets old. I mean, NXT can do it, WWE can do it, but it's just, it's just something that stands the test of time. You know what I mean? Like look back at little Guido and the full blooded Italians. And it's just something that you can keep rewashing because you can just turn it to 11 and, be good fellas, but not good fellas. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it's it's just something you can have a lot of fun with. And I think I, I'm really excited to see how how you can transition and, and take this character to another level. Well, yeah, and essentially with like Donnie, I we can cut promos, but we don't even got to discuss them. Like that's the best part. We just kind of feed off each other and we just say whatever, and the other one follows. So like mm -hmm. we don't have rehearsal time, we don't have none of that. We just go out there and do our thing, and that's the best way to do it for us I anyway. I was having a conversation, uh, and 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 the conversation was, well, how are these uh, kids? And it wasn't coming from a place of uh, disdain or dis, uh, or jealousy or 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 didn't or wasn't happy for you guys. But a lot, the question was like, these guys are very very young in their career. How are they getting so many bookings outside of their area? And I literally said, I said, because they're characters. Characters are easier to book. If your characters, I'm just a tough guy, but you're not a tough guy yet because you're still new and green. It's hard to get that over in a promotion and sell yourself to a promotion. But when yeah. the Don, when a, when a, when a, an Italian mobster, a hippie, two college frat boys, and and all these vibrant, fun characters that can work but also can play a character, they are going to get more bookings because a promoter can say, "Okay, I can see where I can use this character." 
dude, the dude walks in, still very new, working things out, learning himself as a professional wrestler. But you look at the dude and go, well, there's my comedy guy. Uh, there's my comedy guy. Bang, there's my matchup. That's how you're going to get more opportunities because you're becoming a character and you're putting yourself out there and you're turning it to 11. And then once you learn that character, I feel like if you want to be the tough guy later on down the road because you put more muscle on or you become that vet, then go do that then too. But I think it's going to help you learn the ring. I, I think it's going to help you get more bookings. And I, I, that's why I think I think you guys are standing out a little more than than than. than and getting the respect and, and not and maybe the bookings you deserve is because you're you're willing to step out and do the character work. You know, I agree. I agree. And yeah. the only thing I will never come out with again is the mirror because I was wrestling Ricky at UCW and you know, we had a spot planned out in the beginning where he's just gonna gut chop me in the corner and the mirror ended up smashing over my head, unfortunately, and all on Ricky's back. I was like, Oh Jesus, here we go. Opening of the match. We're the I think we're the first match too on the main card. I'm just so, glass in the ring now. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> MJ's just on the side. He said, Oh shit, and just started cleaning it up. I was like, Oh Jesus. Yeah. That just yeah. happened. So so what 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 exact what exactly are you gonna do for this new character? What what are some ideas you have? Are you still saying Nathaniel Cunningham or how is it working? Yeah, I'm still saying sit solely Nathaniel Cunningham name based. Uh me and Donnie are just gonna we're still working out the kinks here to yeah. polish everything over to be more of a cohesive unit. I would here's are are you guys gonna be serious? Are you be comedy? What are you trying to go for? I think a mix of both. A okay. little mix of both, a happy medium. Did you ever watch Always Sunny? Yes. Did you ever see the episode where the gang joins the mob and they all start dressing like the the gang, the Italian mobsters? Yes. And yes. they all wear the Adidas track suits and the chains <laughs> and just go if that if you want to go comedy, watch that episode and emulate that. All right, because he actually gave me a chain. I have a pinky ring. We have yeah. track suits. We have the whole nine right now. Yeah. Watch that episode, emulate that. And then once you guys, if you want to do more of a serious role, then obviously start looking at more serious Italian stuff. But I would lean more into like you, you listen, we can go out there and we can body you and be that, but I, I would lean more to the comedy too, because I think comedy's gonna get you those early opportunities and bookings. I agree. I yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Um I lost my question. My oh, so when you won your first title, uh, once again, comedy is what's always going to people stick in people's brains. And this is why I think it's kind of, uh, this is why my favorite thing is gimmicks is uh, you wrestled Travis Dorian um, in a cruiserweight title match. And Travis Dorian is clearly not a cruiserweight. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very, very entertaining and fun. And it, and, and listen, that card that night, I believe, Kit wrestles Gangrel, but the thing that sticks out to me was your title win because it was very funny to see Travis as a 205 guy or whatever he, they build him as uh, yeah. to wrestle for a cruiserweight title. Um, because, like I said, that's what's going to stick in your brain is that funny storyline that got you chuckling. Um, how was it winning your first title and being told at, by Glory at that point in time that we're, we have enough faith in you to put a put a, the cruiserweight title on you? It was it was definitely bittersweet because you were only months in at that time, right? You weren't even at your full year mark. No, not at all, not yeah. at all. And it was bittersweet because Squid, I was supposed to wrestle him, and he got hurt the night before. Yeah, I didn't care about the title win. Title's just a prop, and we were always taught that. But it's always nice to win a title. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Absolutely. But that that day, the next day, uh, Gloria came up to me and he's like, "Hey, I don't know." who you're going to wrestle, but you're going to wrestle someone. And later in the day, I think maybe 15 minutes before doors open, he called me over and he's like, Oh, you're going to wrestle Travis tonight for the cruiserweight title. And I just kind of laughed. I was like, Oh, Travis is going to get the title and it's going to be funny. And he said that, you know, we're going to put it on you. I was like, Oh, okay. And we kind of just talked over everything. And I, I know I won the title, but in my mind, I didn't because I didn't wrestle squid who had the title so like, you guys never really con con concluded that or ever explored that right no because the next show uh squid came back as a surprise entrant and a triple threat when i was defending against aaron roxas so we never went one-on-one -on -one or had that feud and then next thing you know you know backbreakers kind of closed the doors a little bit understandably but yeah squid is uh low-key one of those guys too that he he really really entertains me 
and he's fun to watch as a professional wrestler. I remember seeing him the first time. Obviously, everything that you do in this business is visual first. So someone sees you do something and you're like, what the fuck? Like, you see Squid and you're like, what is this guy? And then he goes out there and works and you're like, oh, I'm a Squid fan. You know what I mean? Uh, Possibly possibly coming on the podcast soon. Um, May may have already locked in a date. But no, that's something I kind of... Now I I kind of wish we would have seen more of that. Like I'd like to see you and Squid work an angle or or get some stuff in. I think that'd be really fun to watch. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but there, there's another example. Uh, you come in, you have your character, you have your gimmick, and then Travis Dorian, who is a badass but also can work. He always gets somehow paired up in a comedy role, but he's such a utilized team player. Uh, and this is where I think like I love the five seven zero, and I'm sure it probably happens in every wrestling business, but like. Our talent in this area and our veterans like the Travis Dorians and, and the Kits and the Diamond Cities of the world uh, can walk into a locker room like, hey, we don't really have anything tonight. And they're just like, Dorian, you're big and you can throw people around. <laughs> go chuck this kid around and go out there and have some fun. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? I've seen him do it with you. I've seen him done it with Precious at, at Sanctuary, like broke that kid in on his first match. Like Dorian's a really good person to to have in a locker room. He is, and that for some reason, that was the least nervous match I've had is because we made it fun, and I knew he was going to take care of me because Travis mm-hmm. is just that kind of guy. And we called the match. It's, it was really fun, and after, he just kind of, like, uplifted me. Like, it was it was the one of the best matches I've had. He, he is he is my uh, favorite wrestler, um, and it's not because uh, he's good in the ring or he transformed his body and he lost a ton of weight during the pandemic and got super swole and linged out really well. Uh, it's because he brings me beer every time he wrestles. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> you really he's like the most humblest guy in the locker room too. Like I love he him. Is, he's such a nice guy. He is. He really is. That's how. You, if you want to win me over on commentary, I'm looking at you, Ricky Price, bring me beer. don't ricky price don't bring me beer and if you do make sure it's already closed i will not drink an open beer from you (laughs) i don't i don't trust him i i wouldn't either that's crazy um (laughs) but yeah so you you uh you get that opportunity obviously the 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 uh, yeah sanctuary the uh backbreakers then closes down you guys transition to the new school um but you're, you're out there taking those bookings where are some other places that you've worked that stand out for you or that you feel like in your early stages of wrestling uh, promotions that give me, have given you opportunity or maybe some matchups that you've had that you feel like really have made you turn the corner and, and find yourself as a wrestler. So the promotions definitely uh triple WA. I mean, like you can have a great match there. If they're, the crowd is great, they're easy to work. So it's a great mm-hmm. start starting point for young talent. Um, I've worked eclipse, they're a fantastic place to work. Um, I work Sanctuary, which I also love going there. It's like driving an hour and you're pretty much home. I, I love that place. It's it's awesome. And uh, like PCW. Season 13 coming soon. Yes. Yes. And I will be at that show 100%. Um, I've worked Rope to Rope. I mean, that's a great starting point, too, for some young guys. Um, there's been a lot of promotions that I'm probably forgetting right now but I appreciate all the opportunities and the matchups that I've had for the t- turning point for me. And like what I thought made me better was um, Aaron Roxas. He was great to me. Um, working Shelby was a lot of fun. That was probably by far my favorite match so far, other than Andy header. That was incredible. Um, I think those are the pinnacle moments where I would realize like, Hey, I can do this. And then where I realized how much fun I could have with it and who I can really stand in the ring with and work as a unit, which was like mm-hmm. Andy Hedder was my, one of my favorite matches as well. Cause he's so easy to work. Yeah. I, I, with Hedder, I'm not saying Hedder's not easy to work, but Hedder is, is someone who I thought like, it's crazy. It's a testament how for how long he's been doing it and how good he is with younger talent. Because I've seen him do that countless of times. We're at a promotion. They're like, "Well, Header's a veteran. We could put him in with the young guy. He'll keep the young guy safe, but he'll also learn." But Header pushes a really fast pace in a match. He's yeah, never he stops moving. No, which is if if you're not cardio ready, like I feel like Header could easily blow you up in two minutes, easily. Yeah, easily. 
and especially when Header lost all his weight during the pandemic, and, and he's he's he he pushes even faster pace now. So when usually when someone says, "Hey, I'm going to work Header this weekend," like you better have your cardio ready because yeah. that dude's going that dude's going to push you to a fairly fast. There's not a lot of down rest spots with Header. No, not at all, not at all. And I I like that style because coming from you know being a luchador to now transitioning to who I am now, you know, Daniel Cunningham. I mean, I found it fun. I found it like kind of going back to where I had to be that faster pace, but also telling a story. And that's the yeah. most important part. Are you going to bring more of the Lucha style back? Like are more into this character now that now that you're working with Donnie as more like the base, the big guy. And then, cause like Lucha style wise, like what are, what are some things like, are, are you, are you opposed to going to the top, jumping off, doing, you know, moonsault stuff like that. Like, where do you lie when it comes to like being a high flyer? I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, I can't do a moonsault because I can't do a backflip. But even at like this past weekend at Triple WA, me and Donnie, uh, I stood on his shoulders to give a uh, cross body. So like, we're back to I'm back to the high flying pace, mm-hmm. and he's just there to be the big guy and powerhouse it. Yeah. Now I I I I really when you guys teamed up and I was like, oh, the pretty boy and the Italian guy. Like I just. Like I'm glad you're transitioning. I think it's gonna. I I honestly think it's gonna. You're gonna have more fun with it. I think. I uh, absolutely. 100. Yeah. Totally. Totally think that's gonna be a thing for you. Um, where 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 are you guys booked next as a tag team that we can see you? Um, I I'm pretty sure this weekend at PCWA we might be working a tag, but we have a Triple WA coming up. We have a PWX in Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh. Look at you guys. That's a drive. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh in July. It's a little far out, but we're trying to like secure a little more dates, like far enough in advance. Um, I'm pretty sure I don't have. Hold on, I'll check. Give me two seconds. Maybe, uh, uh, maybe one of these first Fridays of the Sanctuary, uh, we can see you guys in the tag action because I definitely wanna, I wanna see you guys work. That's, I'm pretty excited for it. I'm hoping so. That's what I'm hoping for as well. And uh, we're going down to Eclipse as well. Cool, cool. I, I've I've seen a lot of stuff for Eclipse. I definitely got to get out there one of these weekends. I, I I made a post the other day saying, and it wasn't like a post saying I don't want, um, I don't want more bookings. Like I'm open to it, but I, I'm at the point now where, like, the only place I'm really doing commentary at the moment is going to be IWA in Jersey and Sanctuary. Everywhere else, I'm kind of backstage. I'm I'm pr- helping with production. I'm doing things on the side, helping with social media, and I'm fine with that. Um, I love commentary, and I'll do commentary if needed, but I think it might go to the point, too, where if I show up at a show, I just kind of want to... I, I want to be a content creator. I, wa- I really want to push the brand. I really want to push what I'm doing, but taking less bookings lets me go and become a fan and go to the promotions and see wrestling again. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and experience it that way. And then maybe if they're like, Hey, this match is the, it, it, we're going to have a special guest commentator of the ABJ podcast. Anthony Blackwell joins us on commentary and I go do one, maybe two matches and then get out. I would do that in a heartbeat where it still have, I have a place on the show uh, where I can do commentary, but I can still like, grab someone backstage and get a 15, 20 minute interview, or I can grab somebody in between our intermission and do something like that. Like I kind of want to lean more that direction, but I do miss being able to go see promotions that I'd never seen before. Cause if I would never have the opportunity to go to backbreakers, I don't meet most of that roster. If I never had the opportunity to go to sanctuary or every single time you go to a new promotion, it's just like a whole new batch of talent that you've never knew existed. And then throw in a couple people you probably do know, and it just makes you more well-rounded in this industry, especially me as a content creator and an interviewer where I get to see new people and see new faces and be like, yo, how, how did I never see this person before? They're really fucking good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, I'm really excited to hopefully own, hone that in more. And Eclipse is definitely a name that I've been hearing a lot. And that's why I definitely want to go see what's going on there. The great talent. There is yeah. some great talent down there. Yeah. And, and, and like, who who's their champions up right now? Do you know? Like off the top of your head? I do not. Okay. I think Joey P still might be one. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to, you know, the, the it's we're, we're three months into the new year. Um, but w- who are some people that are on the, on the list of Nathaniel Cunningham that you want to, uh, maybe now you're, you're an Italian mobster, um, <laughs> that you, maybe you want to whack that's on your list there. Um, who are some people you want to work? So me and Donnie definitely want to work Tom Mitchell and, uh, I forget his partner's name. But they nice and smooth, I think they are called. But yeah, yeah, they are amazing. And I Tom Mitchell is is uh, 
he's someone I've watched transition from a backstage interviewer to a wrestler. He is so incredibly hardworking that I've even seen him putting together matches, but still trying to stay in his role of backstage and make sure the backstage side of things goes well, because it's still something that is maybe not thought of as hard in the business, but it's something that he knows how important it can be to do the backstage interviews and promos. Uh, and then watch him transition from that role to a wrestler. He has a great look, great attitude. I'm a big fan of, uh, of Tom Mitchell. Yeah. And I met him when he started uh, being an inter- interviewer at PBW and like to see him now, like he's amazing. He's it's funny. Cause a lot amazing. of those interviews, he would uh, like do a split when he talked because he's taller than most people. So he would make himself look smaller while he did interviews because he's he's actually he's a nice sized kid. He is. He is. And that's actually a smart idea. Yeah. Uh, and the next tag team, we definitely want to work Edge of Hope, like Sarah Rain and Maddox. That would be an incredible moment for us because we learn a lot off those guys. Same thing with TJ Epics and Chael Connors. Like, are we ready for They're that? They're so good. They're so we good. We don't know yet, but they would definitely be like, they would teach us a lot. Especially Listen, man, you you guys, you and you and Donnie. I mean, Don, Donnie working Skyros was no slouch. That was not a slouch match, and I hope he realizes how well he did in that match. And and you guys can work with a lot of names that maybe you didn't think you could in the past. Like you working Header, him working Skyros. They're two veterans of this game who who work a style that not a lot of people can can say they've worked. You know what I mean? So yeah. definitely build that confidence up thinking like, yeah, I can work this person or I'd love to maybe dip my toes in and try somebody, you know, on that level. Cause you definitely both can, you both can do it and you deserve it. Well, I appreciate it. I yeah. do appreciate it. Uh, Donnie's in the chat. Chase, Trace Parker. Trace. Who, oh, that's his name. We have Tom Mitchell and Trace Parker. Okay. Yeah. Um, Diamond city. is another one, you know, obviously if you're doing the whole thing, yeah, I feel like if you're, would... if you're entering the tag space, you got to get a diamond city match. A hundred percent. That would be a really fun match. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, anybody else out there? And are you, are you more, are you happy that you're more diving into a tag team style role and maybe not so much singles or how, how is it from you? Cause you, you know, you, you essentially were the singles guy for a while and now you're more leaning into the tag team style. Where, where do you have to go mentally or where do you feel like transitioning from one to the other uh, is for you? I mean, if I get booked as a singles, I'll still take it. It's great. But I'm having the most fun right now as a tag team with Donnie. Like, we've discussed mm-hmm. it back and forth. I asked him, you know, like, if you want to go back to singles, we can both separate and go our separate ways again. Or just manage travel, each other. Or just manage each other. And he's like, no, like, I want to do this. Like, we have a lot of fun together. And there's a lot of ideas there, even for content. Like, we have a lot of ideas. So it's just going to be exciting to see how this year plans plays out with Donnie by my side. So we're trying to get as many tag bookings as possible. Donnie wants South Philly's finest. Oh, I knew he, he does really bad, but he also thinks we're going to mesh really, really well with them. And I mean, if the opportunity is there, we would love to, we would love that opportunity. Yeah. It would be a whole thing where they would say you're gimmick infringing them. And then we're we're real Italians and you guys are fake. No, we're real Italians and you're (laughs) fake. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah that would be a lot of fun um they're 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 also real good guys but uh yeah I, I i like i said even if you do the singles role like and you said you always travel with each other just stand ringside with each other you know what i mean like yeah. you, you can still work singles but keep this thing going and and well, honestly one of the things and i keep hate to giving him props but like when you're working with a guy backstage like a Ricky, you know what I mean? Or at MJ stacks and they're putting the work in that they're doing in the ring, but also in promos. Like you have to see that and be like, it's working for them. They're getting more opportunities because of the work they're putting in promo wise. Like I feel like in your group, it's gotta be, it's it's gotta be one of those things. Like we have to step it up. Yeah, no, I agree. And due to, you know, personal lives with me and Donnie at the moment, you know, we couldn't have, we get together one day a week on a Sunday. And that's when we start talking about ideas. So there's a lot of ideas to come still, but we just can't execute them right at this moment until we Absolutely. figure out what's going on. Yeah. That's why you do the whole fake. I'm on the phone with you bit. Yeah. You know, okay. Always works. Always works. <laughs> Honestly, I want to, uh, maybe I'm tipping my hat a little bit here, but I, I did that first promo to promote an episode with Ricky. And I was like, man, this, that was really fun. And it got a good reception. And I think starting next month, I think that's something I'm going to lean into more where I'm going to do like maybe not so much promos, but episode previews like, Hey, this is my next guest. And here's 
you know, here's some of the things they've accomplished and stuff like that. I, I, like I need more to do for the podcast, right? People are already probably sick of me because I'm posting three, <laughs> four times clips a day. Um, but it's, it's entertaining. It's, but but it's the only way to get in the algorithm and be seen. You know what I mean? Like one of the biggest things I had to learn, especially if you're going to be in this space of, of 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 making promos and stuff, is if you put a post out. And this, I would actually do this with promos, and if people are listening, to maybe maybe do this as well. But if you're putting a promo out, and you have two thousand friends on Facebook, and you put it out at like eight o'clock, that post might only be seen from your two thousand friends by fifteen, yeah, because of the way the algorithm is. So you have to keep like every so many hours making another post so you stay active in the algorithm so they push your content more so it might be a deal where you might have to make two or three promos just to put them out so people will be like well they made this one and oh there's another one like you you have to kind of flood the market but like the thing that made me so self-conscious for a long time there was like people are gonna get annoyed by it's gonna be more annoying than it is good but you would be i'm actually finding out more that sometimes people are missing out of the seven clips I post throughout the week, maybe they only see three, but at least they're seeing the three. They didn't even see the full seven, if that makes any sense. It does. And Ricky actually helped me so much with social media because, you know, I am a social media guy, but not to the extent he is. Mm -hmm. So with his help, it really like showed me a different way. Yet again, I have uh, some personal things going on and some things I'm separating with. So, I'm going to start getting guys, back on the social media. Guys making sense. Let people get annoyed. They're not the ones you want to reach anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that it's, and like I said, there's not many people doing it. So when you're a talent who are making promos, but actually putting a little more effort into your promos with video editing and adding the fun things in, it gets noticed and you're going to yeah. get more opportunities because you're doing it. I agree. And, I and they're really fucking it. fun. If you yeah. let your inhibitions down and do a promo and get goofy with it, it's so much fun. And then like once you make one, then more people at shows when you when you show up at a show that's like, yo, you want to film something this weekend? It's like, yeah, let's film something this weekend. You know what I mean? Like it, it it's a good time. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And I, I hear somebody bumping start... in the background. Yeah, yeah. Who's bumping? Uh it's a beginner's class tonight. Oh, so nice. It might be Big D, which he's he's gonna be an amazing talent when he's done. Is is that like the really, really jacked MMA dude that I was hearing? Yeah. About? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is phenomenal. Like, he is going to be a star when he is at that point. Sick, sick. I'm excited to see him. Yeah, he's he's Ricky actually brought him in. So, like, mm -hmm. no, no better person to be brought in. Maybe. This well, probably. Maybe a few, few but yeah, I mean, in few. this area, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with bottom of the barrel, you know. But yeah. uh, how how is it now transitioning from, you know, trainee, student, and now you're getting a little more responsibilities at, at the school and at the, at, you know, for, for high, high ground, how is it managing all that? And then how you're saying like you're at the school right now, opening the doors for a beginner's class. Um, it's a ride. I'll say that mm -hmm. it is a ride. Um, I was when glory before he decided to step away and take a hiatus. Um, I did want to learn more of the backstage stuff just to be all rounded, just to know mm -hmm. exactly why we do things in this business on the promotional side and the wrestler side. But then it kind of just, I kind of just got flooded with a lot of things that I didn't know how to do. And I kind of taught myself, but I mean, it's very stressful. It's not that I don't like it, but it's starting to become, a little overbearing. So sure. I think, I think a lot of it could be also, and I don't want to speak for you, but like your dream is to be a wrestler. Like it's cool to learn that stuff, but also you don't want to overbear yourself and then lose your opportunities to be a wrestler because you're taking on other responsibilities. Exactly. So I think at this point, like I've, I've done it. I've realized, you know what I'm doing right now. And I think it's time for me to shift change again and just like kind of just focus on me a little more and just yeah. be, more all around it for me. Like I can go to the gym more if, you know, I had more time. I could build myself up more. I can think of better ideas for promos or character work. Like there's so much more time that I need for myself. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what the whole, uh, um, you know, commentary thing for me is. It's like, sure, every Saturday I can go and take a booking at a different place and do commentary different places. But also, can I really give all my attention to every single one of those promotions and give them every single bit of ABJ that I can give them? Or do I take less 
take more pride in the promotions I'm working with and do my still work on my brand. They believe in my brand, but then also be able to put the effort into my brand, but also into their promotion. So I can be a staple. Like when I work for a promotion and this is not trying to sound selfish or anything like that, but if you bring me in to be part of your promotion, I want people to, when they think of your promotion, especially if I'm commentary or if I'm there doing stuff, I want to be so involved and I want to be able to work so hard that people i want to be associated when it says that's part of that promotion hey sanctuary anthony blackwell commentary and bp like i want to work as hard as everybody else to get the name out there and and be a representation of that brand but it's hard to do when you fill your plate up so much absolutely and last year i was trying for booking so hard and i got a lot but this year already i decided to be a little dumb and i was like you know i'm not going to reach out to as many places you know the old places i used to work you know i'm going to dwindle down that's a mistake on my part. I want as many bookings as possible and mm-hmm. I'm just going to start hitting it hard again because yeah. I can only help myself. Yeah. And, and I'm sure it, along that process, you'll find a locker room and you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to make this locker room a little more of a priority because I yep. enjoy what's happened here and I'm growing here and then work there until you get to a point. You're like, all right, I think I hit my ceiling here. Let's go find the next one. And it's no disrespect to that promotion, but that's the beautiful thing of doing stuff. Like, well, I'm here. I got my reps. I feel like somebody else can take this role now. Uh, I'm going to spread my wings and see if I can grow somewhere else, see new talent, see new faces, stretch my wings and, 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 and you know what I mean? And get that new muscle memory somewhere else. Exactly. And I, I'm not going to speak for my whole group here, but ever since Backbridge was closed, I think we kind of feel, you know, like we don't have a home right now. So we're just trying to like the best place for us is finding a home. And like, yeah. it comes with a great locker room, great set of mentors and just an overall great show. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Uh, if anyone has any questions in the chat, please get them in. Um, we're, we'll, 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 we'll get your guys stuff in there. We're getting closer to that hour mark. It's, it rolls up fast, you know, when you're having fun conversation. So besides professional wrestling, uh, and, and everything else that you're doing on the side, plus by the way, the backstage things, you know, what's something I, I, I didn't realize until I was part of uh, a, a ring announcing and hosting job timing. I never something I never thought of. Like when you're sitting at commentary, you don't give a fuck about timing. You're just you're just like, oh, match is here. Talk about it. Get it to the next one. And then you're like, man, we're here for a while. I couldn't imagine being in charge of making sure everyone's in their spots, get in, get their time in, or or what going over by three minutes can do for a show. I just learned that over the weekend. Like, holy Hannah, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of responsibility. That's it's that's the most anxious part of like preparing that. Because I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, if we go over by four minutes on one or two matches, I'm paying the doctor an extra hundred bucks. Yeah. So, you know, I think I'm just going to, you know, worry about myself for a time <laughs> That's being. a lot. It's, that's not yeah. worth it. No, not at all. Yeah. And the um, other thing with that, too, is like being a wrestler. I don't understand how you guys put together matches backstage. Um, if you ever have the pleasure of hearing two wrestlers put a match together, it's insane. And you're not going to learn anything uh, at all. I'm pretty, <laughs> I would say I'm very, I'm a very smart wrestling fan, but I listen to two people put a match together and they might as well be speaking pig Latin. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people do say that too. Yeah. It's, it, I can, I, I've listened and kind of like sat and spied a little bit and listened to someone put a match together and then went out to commentary to see how much I can translate from what they said to what they were going to do. Didn't know a thing they were going to do. No idea. <laughs> Because it's like, oh, we're gonna do the one, two, then the bing and the bop, and then you hit me with a bit bop, and 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 then you're gonna, and then they say this terminology of a of a, of a move or a sequence in wrestling that everybody knows the sequence to, and I still haven't learned that stuff yet, and it's just like there's still a whole other layer to this magic that I still haven't learned. Um, it's crazy, and then you put all that together, but then in your brain, you're putting the match together, but you're also like, okay, well, that sequence is probably a minute. This is probably two minutes. And then our match time is fit. I do a podcast and I look up and I'm like, oh, I'm 45 minutes into this conversation already. If I was yeah. a wrestler with my ADD, bro, I'd be terrible. I'd have 45 <laughs> minute matches because I would just lose track of time. Yeah, no, and that's the <laughs> hardest part is to gauge it. And then once you figure out the psychology part and then how to gauge timing for a match, it becomes a little easier. Like, granted, I'm not a pro at it yet i'm still green i'm still learning but as from day one from when i had my first match to now i think i've gotten significantly better and learned a lot yeah this is one of those things where people listen to the podcast because they want to hear interviews and stories even if you're not a professional wrestling fan you have no idea what goes into this industry that you just think two guys go out in their underwear and smack each other around or girls 
but it's just like there's so much more to this production than that meets the eye and it's so fascinating to see everything it really is every single show i go to i pick up something new or i learn something new i didn't know existed um because i don't want to learn everything in the business i still like having a little bit of magic to me you know what i mean like i don't want to hear i don't want to see every musician's magician's trick uh but it is it is a very very fascinating thing um hunter dylan with the first one kicking it off like karaoke here uh i have to ask a trademark question if you can write a, a, a letter to your younger nathaniel cunningham what would you say don't be a yes man i love that <laughs> yes you know focus on yourself and sit back and only take as much as you're willing to put out. And, you know, by me saying yes, 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 all the time, I'm now feeding so many responsibilities that I don't even have a day to wash my clothes. Yeah. Yeah. So hundred percent. Don't be a yes, man. Yeah. Some pick and choose. You know what I mean? It's tough because, and, and this is where I'll say, like, I can, I can assimilate a little bit with the businesses. You want to take in as much as you possibly can. Like, oh, these opportunities, these are all opportunities, but some of them are not as good as opportunities as you think they are. And then you say yes to them. And then I know at least me, when you show up somewhere, you're like, oh, well, I feel obligated now. Cause I said my, cause I want my word to be my, good and I don't want to be flaky and I don't want to bail on people, but it's just like, I'm not really valued here. I'm just another body. I'm another cog in the machine at yep. this one. I could be a little bit of a bigger cog and I can, I can do more. I can, I can stretch myself more, or maybe do more, but have less response. You have to just find where you fit. You know what I mean? But I in those early stages, you want to take on, take on, take on, take on, take on, take on. And then you, I guess a year two, three, four years in, you're like, man, maybe I should dial back just a hair, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. overload yourself. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So uh, also we were talking about before, besides professional wrestling, um, what are some other things that are into are your hobbies or are stuff that maybe people don't know about you, Nathaniel Cunningham that you're into? Definitely watching TV. TV's yeah. like my big, my big thing. Like if I'm just laying home, not really on board or not doing anything, I want to relax. I just throw on a TV show. What, what are you currently watching right now? It's MILF Manor. MILF Discovery. Manor. Yes. Discovery plus I, it was the weirdest that's yeah, on discovery so right yeah okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the weirdest shows i just wanted to see what it was about and, i hear you know, milf manor and i think that it has a weird drum beat to start every episode it's the weirdest part you know like i thought like these single moms are just gonna go on a retreat to find love but then they released that you know it's all their kids on this retreat with them gonna date other moms and they're sharing a room with them it's it's really weird wait they're dating the moms are dating each other the moms are dating the sons of the other moms but the mom and son have to share a bedroom together and if they want to sleep with the other milf or vice versa they have to go into the room with their mother as well it's it's a very weird show what the fuck <laughs> i said the same thing so the the sons are all going to hook up with other moms, but they have to date other moms while their moms are also dating younger men while they're there too? Yes. And they wow. do make jokes with each other saying like, oh, I'm going to be your new stepdad. That, that wouldn't sit well with me if I was that son. I wouldn't even want to be involved in that. So I can only imagine how they feel. It's an interesting what show. What fucking sick individual <laughs> pitched this show and then it got greenlit. Here's exactly. what we're going to take all these young people and they're going to obviously click together and then we're going to take their moms and they're going to try <laughs> to bang their moms. It's like, what? But then they have to share a room. <laughs> like, and, what is happening? And the weirdest thing is like the youngest kid on the show is dating the oldest woman on the show. Oh so my goodness. It is a definitely a ride. Who pitched this? Who booked <laughs> this shit? You know, it sounds this like on Discovery. Would. Yeah, Discovery Plus. I I watch this one on Netflix where they take like the youngest, uh, most non-monogamous people on the planet, and they're all like six-pack abs Instagram models and stick them on this island. And the whole time they have like a million dollars in a pot, and every time they physically touch each other, they lose money. And it's I just watched that. Yep. Yeah, it's essentially getting them all, and then they're like, all right, today's activity is body painting, and they just horn them all up, and they're like, go to sleep. <laughs> no yeah. one do anything, and it's just like, the team has lost $45,000. <laughs> 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 it's 
<laughs> and you always get the two that are repeat offenders with that. Too. Oh yeah, they just can't stop touching each other. It's great. Yeah, I can see that. But the whole mom, honestly, you might have talked me into this show. I gotta check it out. You have to check it out. I love trash reality TV, like especially <laughs> when it's especially when it's like social experiment stuff. I want to believe that it is like a social experiment, but I know it's all fucking scripted. Yeah, and like the weird part is like there's the moms. You think they would like tone it back a little with their son sitting right next to them for the interview, but nope. They their moms are really let go of what they're willing to do with the bed, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Oh my god, it'd be so uncomfortable. If I was there with my yeah. mom, I would just drown myself in the ocean. I would just leave. I, yeah, I would I'd like I I tap out. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else are you watching that should also be airing on the hub? Uh, uh... I don't. Uh, I don't think anything else on the hub. <laughs> um, I'm. I'm really into that show right now. The Society. I just started too. Okay. I never saw it. It's a really. I know it's only one season, but like, I really wish they went too because like I'm at the back end of the season now, and it's like they really set a good story in place. I need to find a new show to watch, but every time I turn on the show, I just rewatch the same four shows over and over and over again. Yep. Um, Parks, Office always sunny and trailer park boys are i think you should leave are like the only five shows i watch um <laughs> and then if i'm not watching them i'm just consuming all professional wrestling so i i need to take breaks here and there like i'm at a point yeah. now where i'm like wrestling overload where like my video game right now because 2k is popular is 2k and then when i'm not watching 2k i'm watching wrestling to get ready for you know the weekly show i do that talks about wrestling so every it's like a wrestling overload lord uh, like load right now it's like i need something to escape from it's a nice break sometimes to just take your yeah. mind off wrestling it is yeah it's a lot once you're in it man you just you're you're you're, you're up to your neck in it as soon as you start yep you live it every day uh is there anything else you do besides movies or like our tv i'm sorry at the moment no because no. i was a yes man so now i have to dwindle back a little bit and find myself again do you or do you collect anything are you a gamer um any other like side hobbies that you you did pre previously uh i i used to play video games but that's really you know there's no time for it now but yeah i mean i just gotta hone back and find myself again and find out what i like to do as a person uh here's one thing i would definitely uh give advice to anybody uh, or especially to you younger guys uh and girls is I'm learning this now, especially with a lot of people in the business. And, and I think it, it's something that really sparked our attention as, as as something that we actually did together. We need to make more days when we're not booked to go and hang out with each other. And, yeah. and I know that sounds crazy to be like, but we see each other almost every other weekend because we're working here and here together. But it's way different going to go see a live local band with people that are your friends and not be involved in the wrestling side of things. I, I honestly, I like, I want to do more of that. I want to, I want to incorporate that more. Like I, like I said, I want to do dive bar reviews and movie reviews where I just get the GoPro go in the car and we go see a movie. And it doesn't even have to be filming content wise, but like we just, you've got to take those things. We're like, Hey, maybe this weekend we're, we're not booked here, here and here. Let's not try to find one. Let's go do something as a group. Let's like get, put your because i there's a lot of times right now where the last five years of doing professional wrestling and 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 podcasting and stuff where i don't get talked like i'm not saying i lost friends because i still am very i feel like i have a very large and vast friend group um and 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 friend groups who don't even know each other friend group like i, I i'm not saying i'm very popular but i'm just saying like i have a lot of people that i that i consider i'm very close to but the problem is i don't get a lot of phone calls are saying, Hey, we're hanging out this weekend because a lot of their mind states of doing this for so long is he's busy. We're not even going to bother him. He's busy. He's, he has something yeah. going on. And then you almost get forgot about by your friend group um, because you've invested so much time. So it is nice that when you do have a weekend, you can go and hang out with people and do things. Uh, and, and don't, like you said, don't overload yourself, still find ways to develop your relationships and spend time with, if you have families and stuff like that, like, it's uh it's important it's really important i agree and i couldn't agree more and yeah. just saying um if my phone ends up dying or i end up cutting out my phone's on three yeah well we're, so, we're literally wrapping up right now where can people find you on social media uh definitely my facebook and nathaniel cunningham i have a youtube nathaniel cunningham i have a tiktok at underscore nathaniel cunningham and i'm trying out the twitter thing i just don't know the username right now oh I it's not it's toxic at all you'll have a blast yeah, you know, I, that's what I've heard. So I think it's underscore Nathaniel Cunningham for that too. 
Cool, cool. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for your time. I it, it was a blast. We we literally are hitting it right on the hour mark. Uh, this platform's always open, brother. I'm really proud of you. Like I said, I think you're really finding yourself. And uh, focus on you, brother. Don't don't like I said. Find yourself. Do you? You have a great support system. I love you guys all to death. And and I, and I can't wait to see how you guys keep growing. And I can't wait to see this new character change. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you. And thank you especially for having me. Uh, anytime, brother. You know the store's always open. All right, well, we'll let you guys go here. Uh, like I said, make sure you tune back in tomorrow. Um, time's still determined. I think it's around 5 or 6. Mary Elizabeth will be on the podcast. And then Thursday, on the same time frame, uh, uh, 5 or 6 uh, will be Harleen Lopez. Um, can't wait to talk to her. I don't know much about her, so it's going to be a brand-new uh, that style conversation for me. Uh, and then we have the mo- next month kicking off with tons and tons. We're actually going to hit the 50 mark next month, which is insane because we started here in october but make sure if you are here check out the links below follow me on all social media uh and 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 leave some comments when you see people stuff that it helps out a lot and helps that that growth go but we'll see you guys next time for the abj podcast i'm out of here and uh here's some music by the converse kid billy trey <laughs>